That's the voice of Elizabeth Chan, who is actually known as the Queen of Christmas, officially. You may not know the name necessarily. I'm sure you've heard one of her songs when you're out shopping. Uh, she's had a Santa's bag full of hits over the last decade or so. Um, she's been releasing Christmas albums now for the past 12 years after she quit her job as a marketing executive and decided to write Christmas songs full time. In fact, she writes Christmas songs the whole year, except for during Christmas, believe it or not. Uh, but it's led to great success. Um, as I was mentioning, 12 albums, the 12th one is just out, and a whole bucket load of uh, hit singles as well on the adult contemporary charts on Billboard. The reason I say this is because we were thinking, we talked about Charlie, a Charlie Brown Christmas a few nights ago on the show, and just how timeless that soundtrack, that Vince Guaraldi soundtrack is, even though now there there are many Christmas songs on it, even though a song like Linus and Lucy is not a Christmas song, and yet it has become so associated with the time, with the, with the season, that it has become a Christmas classic. Um, in fact, it debuted on this night back in 1965, A Charlie Brown Christmas. And it got me thinking about what makes for a classic. Why is it that there are some songs that stand the test of time, that they come back year after year after year, like one of your favorite decorations on the tree, and there are others that are simply listened to and discarded like wrapping paper. Um, you know, you think of the classics, Bing Crosby's White Christmas or Silent Night, Brenda Lee's Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, Jingle Bell Rock, Elvis's Blue Christmas. There are modern ones too, you know, like Wham's Last Christmas, Paul McCartney's um, Great One, whose name is going to suddenly slip my mind. Wonderful Christmas time. Uh, Jose Feliciano's Feliz Navidad, uh, The Supremes, My Favorite Things. There's a bunch of them. Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. Yes, there's Christmas rap as well. So what makes for a memorable holiday track? Uh, again, who better to let us know than singer-songwriter um, Elizabeth Chan, who published, who writes tons of, she's written hundreds of them um, over the course of many, many years. Uh, she's just, again, released her 12th album. It's called uh, In 12 Years. It's fittingly called 12 Months of Christmas. And uh, as I mentioned, she's had a whole bunch of Christmas hits. So Elizabeth Chan, the Queen of Christmas officially, uh, again, her 12th album is out now called uh, The 12 Months of Christmas. The first single is called Mary Mary, and she joins us now from New York. Thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you for having me. Yeah, 12 albums in 12 years. That's remarkable. That's a remarkable, a remarkable amount of Christmas music to to think of, to compose, Uh Take me, take me back to your love of Christmas music. It must, like all of us, it must go back to childhood. Absolutely. I mean, like, I I just remember so clearly when I was seven years old, I just always fell in love with the way that Christmas music was just so magical in, in my life. And I grew up in New York City. So after American Thanksgiving, um, Christmas music plays 24 hours a day in New York City. And my parents would keep it on the radio. And I, and me and my, my sister would keep the radio on 24 hours a day. Even when we were sleeping, we would sleep to Christmas music. And I just remember just the magic of hearing, you know, certain songs and the intros to it was just it's a feeling that even today I still have, you know, it's just something that I always knew was my calling to do. You know, they say that you're the person you become by the time you're seven. And I, I truly believe that. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sticking to it. Like I knew uh, that. I yeah. I, I used to pretend I was hosting American top 40. So I almost got there. I almost got there. <laughs> 
but that's remarkable. So, but I, th- this was, I mean, growing up, I'm sure uh, if you would explain to someone, you know, Hey, listen, I'm going to be a Christmas song writer, a Christmas song recording artist. People would have thought, well, you know, as you've mentioned before, that's not really a job, right? So you went out and actually did the conventional thing for quite a while before you thought, uh, I'm going to be a Christmas song artist. Well, my parents, when I told them as a little girl that I wanted to write Christmas music and be a singer and a songwriter, they were appalled. I mean, I'm 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 a child of immigrants and they they were like, We didn't come all this way for you to to be a singer. That's not even a job. Like job that job doesn't exist and they weren't wrong. But you know, ultimately I did everything what I did everything right. I did everything that everyone told me I was supposed to do. I went to school. I got good grades. I got a good job. I had a great resume. I had a great career. And yet by the time I was 30, I was so empty. Like I had it all on paper. I I had it all on paper and I still felt like something was missing. And I looked around at my desk at the time and at my, at my job and I was sitting in a meeting and I was like, is this it? Is this all I'm going to amount to? I, I knew that I was always meant to be somebody else. And you always wait for someone to give you that chance. But I knew at that moment that no one was going to give me that chance because I had waited so long to find me and I haven't, I hadn't found her yet. So I ended up quitting my job. Um, I worked in marketing in a cubicle, like millions of people across the globe. And I just reported to my living room. I worked from home, which is not very uncommon today, but was very uncommon 12 years ago. And I just reported to my living room. And every day I said to myself, okay, if I'm going to work for myself, I must write a song a day, one Christmas song a day. And before I knew it, I had hundreds. And before I knew it, it was 12 years later, 11 radio hits, billboard hits later, 12 Christmas albums. At any moment in the world, like I have maybe like, two or three dozen songs that play at at, at any single time. So it's extraordinary when you actually just give yourself a chance. I feel like sometimes the, the thing that gets in our way is ourselves. And I think once we learn that we can trust ourselves and, and have faith and belief that there are better things for ourselves, if we allow it around the corner, that's what Christmas is about. Isn't it? Isn't that the most Christmassy message I can send to anyone? You know? It is. And it must inspire you to write as well. I, I read something quite interesting, though, that you don't actually write Christmas songs. You write Christmas songs all year, except during Christmas. Yes, I don't write Christmas <laughs> songs during Christmas. I don't, because I don't think it works. I think that in order for you to reflect on something, you have to be kind of away from it and miss it and and long for it and be wistful and live in the memory of why you miss it so much. And I think that when you hone in on those emotions and as an artist, you know, my songs are just a vessel for those feelings. I feel it's really important to not be in the moment of, of Christmas and to see it from the outside and, 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 and describe it in a way that you can't when you're in it. Right? Does that make any sense? Yeah. Or, well, I mean, I, mean I, I, I just imagine it must be tough to write a Christmas song in the middle of a you know a sweltering July day in New York. I like love it. it. Oh, oh, I love it. <laughs> because we have to turn on our air conditioner, right? So like, right. it's the perfect time to put on like all my favorite sweaters and like drink hot coke. It's perfect, actually. But um, but also during Christmas, I'm a mom now of a, a five year old and two year old, and just you know, Christmas becomes about our children as well. So it's, it's just, I want to live in that moment too. I don't want to worry about my job 
when my job is to be like a mom and I want to be in the moment. So for me during Christmas time, it's really important for me to be like present, you know, not, not like giving presents, but actually present with my family. So. Yeah, no, it makes, it makes, it makes complete sense because you you're thinking about Christmas the whole year. You might as well enjoy, you're you're not going to have much to write about if you don't enjoy the actually stop and enjoy the season. Right. Exactly. I made that rule about, um, I think, Three or four years into my career, I realized that if I didn't set those boundaries, I was really going to sacrifice my own Christmases in a way that I didn't think was beneficial for why I love the season so much. So I make a rule that I I don't work and I don't travel anywhere by Christmas Eve. And through the new year, I'm strictly with my family. It's, it's, It's something that's really kind of sacred to me to protect. Elizabeth Chan is with us this half hour. The Queen of Christmas, her 12th album is now out called 12 Months of Christmas. The lead single is called Merry Merry. I suggest you go have a look because it is indeed a Christmas song, but it doesn't feel like Christmas music can be anything, right? That's what's so wonderful about it in many ways. And I imagine even when you were seven listening to Christmas songs, you would have heard that wide variety of things that we were exposed to by, you know, the 90s and so on, which they were were sort of the classics, but there were also newer things that were much poppier and much more upbeat. Uh, So there's a real wide gamut there that you could that you can turn to and be inspired by. And, you know, it must be it must be it must be a very blank canvas that you can you can draw on. I live a very distinctive life in the sense that I live Christmas music every day. So for me, I have the great fortune to kind of see the world through the lens of a Christmas music artist. So, you know, as I was starting writing music, I mean, I just every day I would just write songs about Christmas and juxtapose it to things, whether or not they made sense. So I would write Christmas songs for my puppy at the time. Or um, I wrote a song called Cinco de Mayo Christmas. <laughs> Don't ask me, but I did it. So <laughs> why, why not? Why not? Right. Um, so for, for me, it's it's been like Christmas and, and, and thinking about Christmas and the memories of it all is my my canvas. And and, you know, I have a, an incredible team of musicians that I work with as a record producer that I'm able to color in the lines of the ways that I want to say and, and capture the thoughts that I have around the season. Um, so it's it's been quite fun. I mean, I've done everything from jazz to EDM to pop to orchestral to disco. Mary Mary is a disco song. Mm-hmm. And I, I love disco. And I just, I thought that we were in need of some happiness this year. So for me, that was something that I wanted to make it accessible for everybody. And um, for me, Christmas music is almost like a, a, a public service of sorts. Like I, I often think about when I curate an album, because a lot of the times I don't release a record until I know that the songs are timeless. So sometimes I'll write a song and then I'll leave it in my vault. And if I can remember the melody and I can remember the lyrics without much prompting, then I know that it has what it takes to be a classic Christmas record. And when I think about what I want to say in an album, like this this year, I named my album 12 Months of Christmas because I lived um, fighting for Christmas all year round this year in a way that I had never have before. And I thought about like all the things and the messages that I wanted to impart on people at the end of this year, knowing that there was a global recession and so many layoffs and just kind of focused on the songs that I thought that I thought people would want to connect with. So an example of one of the songs is uh, New Boss for Christmas, right? 
Right. So I wrote a song about just all the people that are going to, you know, sit around their Christmas tree with, with their families and think like, what I would really like is just a new boss for Christmas, you know? And, and I wrote that song when I quit my job 10 years ago and I unearthed it this year to share with people, to let everyone know that I get it. I get, I get where that inflection point is and what it feels like. And I want to offer people songs that they can relate to. I think about my albums in a way where I really want to speak to people through Christmas songs, you know? It's an interesting way of looking at it because when one looks at, at Christmas music, sort of the classics as we think of them, you know, it's if it's Bing Crosby or it's, and, you know, if you if you grew up in the 80s, maybe it's Wham or, or, or Band-Aid, you know, there's many Christmas songs out there. Uh, but but what unites them, I guess, is that they are quite... They are quite. I mean, sentimental would be would be seems like a like a slight, and I don't want it to sound like that. But they are sentimental. Like they 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 bring up sentiment, right? That's what Christmas music is about. Is it makes you feel something? Yeah, the best ones do. And 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 actually, it's funny that you say that because I'll write a song, right? And if tears come out while I'm writing it or when I listen back to it, I put that song at the top of my vault and I say, "This is where I've been most honest." And this is the song that I want, that I think people will connect with, right? And 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 actually, I I I'm most proud of the songs that have that I've poured myself out into these songs, and I've seen them connect with people. Like there's one song that I wrote called "Ghost of Christmas Past," and I wrote it for my grandmother, who's no longer with us, who really um, you know inspired me to live Christmas in the way that I do today. And I've gotten notes around the world um, from people saying how much they needed a song like this at Christmas and how one family chose it for their wedding song for, um, you know, and it's just, it's an extraordinary honor to meet people where I'm thinking about where I want to meet people. And it's that inflection point during the holidays, you know? It is. Are you, will will you, Will you continue? Is this, uh, you've made 12 now? 12 is always a number that, it's, that's that round Christmas number, the 12 that's, days of Christmas yeah, and so funny. on. <laughs> I mean, I actually, Variety said that I have broken the record for most original Christmas albums. Listen, right. the only person you can ask is, uh, you know, the big guy. <laughs> the guy. I will, I, will do, I will do this as long as I am able to. I, I you know, like, I, I think that's the thing, though. All great Christmas songs, the history of them, whether it's Jingle Bells or Silent Night, it took 20 to 30 years for those songs to become famous or to become well-known because it takes one Christmas at a time to get to know a Christmas song. It's true. And, 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 And I am only at year 12. I'm a baby Christmas songwriter here. Yeah, it's amazing. Those songs do take a long time to sort of become what we call Christmas classics, right? I mean, it can take dozens and dozens of years for songs to be to move up, move up into that, into that, you know, exalted territory. And I've already made peace with the fact that I may not see that moment in my lifetime, but I am very proud that I've not wasted one day since the day that I decided I was going to do this. Not one day have I ever looked back and said, I didn't try my best. I I didn't do as much as I could for myself and for the Christmas genre. You know, like the one Christmas wish that I've always had is that I could see what my daughters, who my daughters become when they're like 80 or 90 years old, right? I'll never have that ability, but I could be there with them through my songs. Yeah. 
I imagine your daughter, Noelle, will always remember <laughs> why she has her name. Uh, I was reading that. Yeah, well, she, she writes Christmas music, too. And yeah, you know, what's really, do you know what's really kind of crazy <laughs> is that she wrote her first Christmas music when she was two years old. Wow. Song was good. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like, I've been doing this for years and you just come out of the womb and you do this like not fair, not fair. She's been surrounded by Christmas music genius for, for her entire life. So <laughs> it makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, Elizabeth Chan, much appreciated. Thank you so much and have a wonderful holidays. Of course. Merry Christmas to everybody and happy holidays.